Welcome, everyone. This is Women Talk Construction, and I'm Angela Gardner, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Powell. Hey, Christy. Hey, Angela. So, Christy, I want some feedback from you because my day yesterday, I think I had a thousand things go wrong. I mean, every single item was thrown at me. How do you deal with days like that? Um, Lots of prayers and friends (laughs) like you. (laughs) Well, and and, and I did call you, right? Yes, you did. (laughs) And I've had two months of those kinds of days. So totally understand. But for our podcast listeners, and especially you young folks that are listening, it's going to happen. And the best way to deal with it is just let it roll off your shoulders and just keep moving. And, you know, my thing is prayer. It's not for everybody, but it also um, helps that I'm surrounded by great women like Kristen that's going to be on with us today and Angela and Rachel. I have a great group of women who are there to support me no matter what's going on in my life, whether it's a win or a challenge. And I think that's the most important (laughs) thing that we can do. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah. A win or a challenge. Yes. And our... And our next guest is probably, she's making lots of wins. Yes. So I want to get, we're going to go ahead and get her introduced here. And she is Kristen Larson, and she is the CEO of Southwest Industrial Electric. She has been there 16 years and making some wonderful strides, which I can't wait to hear more about. Um, And one of the things I really want to point out here, because you can go on our website and read her bio, which is awesome, but her goal and interest is to always help people do well. And that's what we need to hear more in our industry. Right, Christy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, and she's she's doing just that. And so I, I can't wait to hear more about that. But I'll let you go on ahead, Christy. I'll turn it over to you to ask the first question. Okay, okay. So <laughs> one of the things that I thought was very curious about your background, Kristen, is that you were in a nonprofit literacy center. And how did that experience working there prepare you for your role as the CEO of Southwest Industrial Electric? Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And that's a great question. I, as you said, I I love helping others. And I found that um, when I was at the center, I I was helping uh, people who didn't know how to read in Hollywood, California, uh, learn how to read of all ages, as well as getting various study skills to be able to learn and get a job and and I ended up having, you know, the nonprofit was sort of losing funding, unfortunately. Things were being cut mm. back. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. But whatever it was, I knew I wanted to help people. And it was interesting because my uncle was an electrical contractor and my aunt was the office manager. It was a small business and they needed someone part time to step in and perform this director of technical services function, which was basically just helping with anything the electricians needed to do. Do their role. And I decided to do that. It wasn't necessarily something I was planning to do for very long. <laughs> I thought I'll do this until I figure out what my next move is. And then I just really loved the business. I loved the fact that we got to help companies mm-hmm. um, do whatever they were trying to do. So if it's a manufacturing company and they're they're making a product, we could come in, set up their machine line and be able to help them produce this great product. And I loved nice. dealing with customers. I loved all of that. And so it it aligned with the helping others. 
And then I ended up staying there for a very long time. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad that you did. And thank you for being on today. We really appreciate you for, you know, taking the time out of your day. And I know that you're an event right now, a green energy event that is in California. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's actually in Vegas. So I'm I'm in a hotel oh, room right now. Nevada. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is RE Plus. It's a very large green energy event. And we're here showcasing what we do with electric vehicle charging and battery energy storage installations. So we had a booth at the expo and we're able to share what we do with many other people in this industry who are working on, you know, making the world a better place with, with green energy. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It sounds like something that would be really interesting for our group at 84 Lumber Company as well as we, you know, starting to transition into this green energy and just learning more about it. It sounds like that's a great place to be. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's there's a lot of resources at the at the convention. I'm going to change it up a little bit because we at the intro, we talked a little bit about, you know, how you really care about your people and you want to see them do well. Can you share some examples of how your focus on well-being of your employees has positively impacted your company's performance and culture? Because we also want other companies to see that, you know, if you do this, you are going to thrive. Your people are going to thrive and you're going to create a culture of attraction and retaining your people. So mm -hmm. can you share with us how you've done that? Yeah, I found that. One of the key things is communication and open communication, the ability to communicate with your staff and the staff be able to communicate with leaders. And so we set up multiple ways for that to occur. And that involves, you know, we have regular reviews uh, at the company where we've structured it in a way to really allow people to bring up whatever they need to. We talk about goals, their short-term goals or long-term goals how that aligns with the company and the leadership, how we can make that happen so that mm -hmm. people really have a purpose at the company. And they can also bring up issues if there's things that they're, you know, they're asked specific questions to be able to sort of drum anything up, honestly, that they might have going on that they want to fix. And then it's about solutions. Hey, don't forget womentalkconstruction.com has a forum of community where we all get together and talk about what's going on in our lives. We have workforce development opportunities, scholarships available. If you have them, please post them there. Um, we also have jobs, whether you need a job or whether you want a job filled, that's the place to be. And our network of amazing people are there to help make connections. I think what you just said is really important, like meaning how you go about having those people feel comfortable bringing issues. Like, how do you yeah. go about helping them feel comfortable doing that? Because that's a lot of times the problem is they don't feel comfortable sharing that. Yeah. And I don't know that you can get everyone to always, you know, I don't, everyone's different. And there yeah. are people that are a little, that keep it a little closer. But I think you know, we make it very clear and the way we even operate with people is it, we just, I mean, honestly, we just tell them, like, we really want to know, this is mm -hmm. an opportunity to know 
what is going on with you. We want to know how it's going if you're running into anything. And we actually, I mean, we have very detailed questions like, are you, you know, are you having any trouble with anyone that you're working with? Are you having any trouble with customers? Are you like we uh, sort of from experience of various issues that have come yeah. up, maybe someone, you know, does leave and and usually we'll try to do like an exit interview if they if they are leaving and it's their choice and find out you know how did you like it is there anything you you didn't like and just through years of experience finding out you know oh well they didn't get along with this person and they've been having a problem for a while and didn't know how to handle it things like that we just sort of developed questions from those points and so it's pretty specific and and sometimes people will sort of start out not really saying much. And then you start asking the questions, is there anything else? And oftentimes a lot of people do bring Mm -hmm. things up and, and we, again, our intention is not to get anyone in trouble, not to, you know, it's, it's to figure out what is the solution and how do we fix it? And then we, with our actions show that that's what we're doing because we, we do then work with people to figure out the solution and it's not them getting in trouble or someone else getting in trouble. It is always geared towards that. And they see that and then it makes them more comfortable next time Mm -hmm. to bring something up. You're just, I feel like it's so important to learn everyone's perspectives. If you're going to have a large team, whether it be a small team or a large team. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. You're trying to figure out, you know, get to know your employees, find out Mm -hmm. where their perspectives are, where their, where, where their heads at, if they're happy, if they're not happy. And I love that. Not everybody's thinking about their people like that. And that's, that's awesome. So your culture there is probably pretty good. Your retainage is probably pretty good as well. And I would say there's a lot of people on social media who would say that it's a great place to work. So we all want that as companies, right? No matter if we're building a small or a big company. So I want to shift gears a little bit. How does that affect your customer satisfaction? What ways do you prioritize customer satisfaction and ensure your team delivers the best possible electrical services and the culture that you have with your employees is always going to make a happier customer. We know that, but how, how does that help your ROI as far as, and how do you ensure that your team delivers on the expectations that Southwest Electric has? Yeah. Like you said, it definitely just goes hand in hand. If you have people that are happy, like their job, want to be doing it, have a purpose then that's going to show like shine through to the customer and to the experience in the end. And just like I've told you, I like helping others. That's something our company, you know, we talk about a lot is helping people. And that honestly, for you to be a part of the team and and to align with what we're doing here, we care and we want to help. And that is like number one, really. And that's with other staff as well as customers, vendors, whoever we deal with. And, you know, we have a lot of quality um, assurances that we've put in, in terms of different functions people hold where, you know, we we really look and don't listen, or I mean, in some, time, in some cases listen, but you know, someone can say, this is what happened, this is what happened. We actually, you know, have ways that we monitor the customer experience. We have follow-up calls on, on all our customers on how did you like your service and, anything we can improve. And so we're constantly getting feedback from our customers to make sure that from the phone call to the installation, they're happy with everything. And then we have people that are always in the field, looking Mm -hmm. at the jobs, working with the foreman, ensuring that everything is 
good quality is going to work well, looks great. We're really about the aesthetic of the electrical installation mm -hmm. as well, and that we have a happy customer that gets what they need. So those are the, the main points with that. And do you see an, a return on investment in having that kind of culture? Definitely. I mean, we have customers that we've had for the entire time we've been in business, you know, large customers that we service who continue to go to us because they know that we're going to do a good job, that we're going to do it right, that whoever they deal with is going to help them. We sort of go above and beyond to figure out a solution. How do we get that tech out on Saturday night and Sunday night because of some shutdown, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they see that and they continue to come back. So we really retain customers as well. And, and that's a big return on investment. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I think yeah. it's important to, for especially small entrepreneurs that are just getting started to hear, you know, what kind of culture that you have that's made you so successful. And definitely those are, are two aspects that are making you successful. Definitely. Agreed. How large is your team? Uh, we have about, I think at this point, 40 techs in the field. Okay. And then about 20 to 25 at administrative staff. Okay. Yeah. So let's ask you the question, Angela asked me, what do you do on days that everything yeah. you do is a firefight? <laughs> oh man. I mean, it's tough. Those, your guys' answers were great. I usually, yes, I think having people in your life that you can talk to and who support you is so important. I know in terms of dealing with it, I usually try to just keep all the, as much of my thoughts away as possible, try to just concentrate on what I can do about it. What's the biggest thing on my mind? And is there some solution I can think of to, you know, take that next step forward and solving it and making it better? That's usually what I do. That's a great I answer. feel like we're problem solvers as leaders. I think that's <laughs> yeah. just kind of, that's our number one position. Like you put your resume together and that should be the first thing on the resume, right? You yeah, wake up I mean, to them and you go to bed with them. <laughs> it's like, there's yeah. no, there's no giving and sometimes they're just easy and easier than others. Yeah. I do have another question oh, yeah. for you. Are you, do you have any groups where you're letting your women meet together and, uh, and maybe minorities meet together? Do you have, what do they, what do they call that now? ERG or is that employee resource group? Yeah. I think that's a ERG. Do you, are you doing any of that yet? Or have you created a culture that it's not needed, which I've heard that a few times lately. And I love that. Well, it's funny because we have a lot of women, I mean, mostly in our office, we do have women in the field, but not as many as I would like to have. So I hope to continue to find women that want to be electricians. I think it's a great field to get into mm -hmm. for women. Uh, but, you know, we we tend to collaborate a lot. And honestly, we'll end up having meetings a lot where it's just all women in that room um, <laughs> meeting about something. And we don't have anything specific to that. But we tend to, I just feel like all the women, we're all there and we talk together. And again, right. we can support each other. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it, 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 it hasn't, I guess, become necessary at this size. You know, we have, we have also just a lot of things we do as a group to get together. I mean, we're about to have a, a kickball game on Monday. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you're, you're building confidence with your team just by getting to know each other better. Yeah. Bonding, yeah. Right. Bonding. Yeah. We do a lot of bonding. We have a, a someone just started a book club. Um, <laughs> cool. That, uh, oh, yeah. That's ERG. It's you're just doing it yeah. casually, which to me yeah. feels less stressful. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So someone wanted to start a book. I said, sure, do it. I love it. I'll be part of the book club. Invite everyone, you know, mo- yeah. I think most, mostly women signed up, but there are some guys That's that okay. signed up for the book club. So great. That's <laughs> awesome. I feel success is, especially in the role that I have, I handle the women-owned business for 84 Lumber Company and we have 7,500 employees. I feel like the best thing, success to me is that we don't have to have conversations around collaborating collectively, that mm-hmm. it's just going to start happening or happening organically. And we'll start seeing mm-hmm. more and more people want to come to work for us because the culture is an open culture of authenticity and vulnerability and, you know, teaching and mentoring and being a mentee. I, I just feel like that culture is going to make the changes that we're asking for. Yes, mm-hmm. totally agreed. It's so it's so important to have that type of culture, I think. I do too. Yeah, yeah. It really is. You know what? I want to ask, how many females do you have as technicians or electricians on your team? Because it's very small. Yeah. Right now, it's honestly one. We did have... Okay. Uh, we we had, have one too. So, I, <laughs> I mean, but it's... I it's wish a, I could say it was more. It's well, hard. It's, it's really hard to attract the females um, yeah. to our industry. And that's... I wanted to ask you that. I mean, electrical, welding... Although I think there are more females going into welding, but even roofing, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. just, there you don't see many females, so. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it tends to be obviously what you're interested in. Each person yeah. is interested in what they're I- interested in. I mean, I, back in the day, would go in the field and help on some projects when, you know, with just space, very simple yeah. stuff just to... <laughs> Because there was some project that needed to get done. I was just like helping with like putting some wire terminations on or something <laughs> for someone. And uh, it's fun. I mean, it really is fun. It is fun. But it, it's just what, you know, it can, it's hard work. You're on your feet all day. Oh, yeah. um, Caught. You know, and, and what we're doing, we're, you know, bending conduit and oh, yeah. know, going up on lifts. Or pulling wire, right? Pulling you know, wire. pull a yeah. lot of wire. Yeah, we pull a lot of wires. So. Yeah. So it is. It is hard work and and uh, yeah. strenuous, and so you have to be you have to want to do that. Which I think there are definitely women that do, and I would love to get more women into that want to do that kind of thing involved in field work for sure. Sunfast has forty plus years in business, specializing in fastener and assembly hardware distribution. SunFast tailors the customer experience to supply products or services needed to improve the way the customers do business. With extensive application and product knowledge, SunFast's consultative support services can improve how your products are designed in the R&D stage and their service can ensure the most efficient output of finished goods. SunFast is your manufacturing and fabrication partner and they're looking forward to working with you. Thank you SunFast for all of your support. I've seen a lot more traveling ones, but okay, go yeah. ahead. You know, I, was, I was just going <laughs> to ask about training. So to the women that are listening that may be interested in an electrical position, not only with Southwest Electrical, but maybe they just want to learn more. What oh, do yeah. you do as a company to train? If a woman comes in and says, I want to learn and mm-hmm. I'd like to be in the field, is there, do you have something set up already or do you train Obviously, with your background of working for a tutoring center, yeah, uh, you obviously have some excellent skills at training. So I'd love to hear what what is working for you. 
Yeah. So we definitely do have a training program. That was something early on that I found difficult was being able to hire someone, get them into a role successfully, have them have wins, have them be able to do mm-hmm. the do the job and and not struggle too much because it is mm-hmm. hard learning something new. And whether you're going out in the field or whether you're an administrative staff, even people that are taking phone calls, it's, you know, people are saying words and they don't know what they mean. And yeah. um, yeah. I mean, I even remember that for myself, <laughs> taking a phone call and someone just talking, I would hit record because I was like, <laughs> I do not know what they're saying. I'm just going to say, okay. And then once I'm done, I'll re-listen and I'll figure out what, what they wanted. But I ended up um, finding that I just needed to set up a training program so someone mm-hmm. could go in and we we li- literally just have like packets that are checklists with very with different standard operating procedures and policies and people move through them and they'll have practice things and essays and and all of that and you basically can go through with someone who sort of supervises the training and we have I just ended up developing a bunch of these things to just move them from knowing very little to nothing through to being able to do their position and we do that with everyone yeah we do that with everyone even if we hire an electrician that came with a background um, for years of electrical we will still have them do our in-house training program they can you know test out a certain things but they still learn our you know standard operating procedures Mm -hmm. because we have we have very specific things to what we do at our company. And, you know, I found that, you know, electricians, they'll go to to the schools for their training that they need to do. And then this will just be supplemental, but ours is very practical. And mm-hmm. so they'll sometimes come out of it saying they've learned more in this, you know, month than they yeah. have in, you know, years of their schooling, depending. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we put too much structure into it. And then it's like they don't really, they still walk away and not know exactly what to do in a, in a practical or an on-job mm. site situation. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're thinking all of that through. And obviously processes and systems are, are key to you being able to train somebody that didn't know anything. But yeah. for all those that are listening, uh, Southwest Industrial Electric is hiring and they want more women in the field. So if you're yes. interested, <laughs> obviously reach out to them. Um, they want to see more women in, in the field and probably men too. I think we're all struggling yeah. with workforce right now. So yeah. we want to see everybody, every gender, non-binary yeah. and, and female and male applying for roles in the trades. So thank you for sharing that. As yeah. we wrap up, um, I would love for you to tell our audience how they get a hold of you if they want to just know more about Southwest Industrial or, you know, how to reach out to you if they want to possibly fill out an employment application. And yeah, yeah, just anything that you can share with our audience that's going to help them know who you are and where you are and how to get a hold of you. Great. Yes. Um, So you can go to out at Southwest Electric um, on Instagram. That's a great place to actually, it has like all the, all the ways to reach us, our LinkedIn and everything. And then you can also see our work and see some of the staff uh, that we highlight on our Instagram. And um, if you want to reach me, I'll just throw out my email address. It's Kristen at (laughs) southwestelectric.com. You can email me, no problem. And I'll forward you to the the right person. If you don't mind, Kristen, make sure you sign up for the breakingbarriersforum.com. I think we had that in our email that we sent you. A lot of folks like to ask you questions there. Um, okay. You know, it might be four or five months before they might listen to your podcast, but four or five months before they're like, oh, who was that? And I really did want to reach out to them. So if you put your 
just put your name and introduction out there. Um, that way, if there's women looking for jobs in electrical, that they can reach out to you. Great. I'll definitely do that. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining yes, us today. And um, yeah. one quick tip, if you were to give the audience one quick tip on how to go from being in the field to being the CEO, what would that be? Oh, that is a good question. Again, we talked about problem solving. I think if you're always looking out for how you can improve things just in in whatever you're doing and you're always, you know, looking at that next thing and you take on more and you take on more and what else can you solve? If you get really good at what you're doing now and then how else can you help the company? How else can you solve problems that you're seeing around you and um, becoming involved in that way? I think that's always a good way to show that you that you want to grow, that you want to take on more. And sometimes it can just naturally happen mm -hmm. uh, by doing that. Yeah. What great yeah, advice. Thank you again, yeah. Kristen, for being on today and sharing your yeah. time and resources with us. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction Podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.